and welcome to another episode of Remote Learning Now. Today we're going to be speaking to Ollie Lewis and we're going to be looking at leadership and how we as leaders can develop positive online ecosystems and what really takes up the time to be able to develop those properly and meaningfully. We will be looking at his um, recent blog about how a fire triangle can be relevant to the way that the systems and our stakeholders are involved within this new level of learning when we're looking at remote learning systems across the globe. As well as that, Ollie Lewis is a guest award winner for digital technology and integration into the classroom. He is a Google certified educator, a Microsoft educator, and he is a fantastic leader within the ed tech community, especially on Twitter. Hey, and welcome to Remote Learning Now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Philippa. Um, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and the things that you're currently doing in your school at the moment? That would be brilliant. Sure. Um, I am an educator. Um, I've been in teaching, I think, in my 12th year now. Uh, I did five years in UK state schools, uh, another five years in UK independent schools, and I'm just approaching um, the end of my second year internationally. Um, I am assistant head at my current school. Um, I help out the team with teaching and learning and I'm also head of science and next year I'll be leading on all things digital. Very busy man. Yep. (laughs) I know that you've made quite an impact across the UAE, um, especially on Twitter, but with a lot of the the kind of personal learning networks that we have here. Um, So it's really great to be able to speak to you. Um, More recently, you wrote a blog about Uh, remote learning and how reflecting on how it can be quite similar to uh, the fire triangle and um, and how basically the elements if we take one away how that can kind of destroy the way that ecosystem is going to work and I thought that was really key to what we're talking about today which is about how we can develop positive online ecosystems so would you be able to speak a little bit about the article that you wrote? Sure Um, so it was just a sort of reflective piece really on um, how I think now more than ever, the relationship between teachers, students, parents is, is probably more pivotal than it's, than it's ever been. Certainly when we're trying to have a, a successful outcome with, um, you know, the, the idea of, of learning at a distance over a potentially very long period of time. Um, and I, it just got me thinking really that, if you were to take one of those factors away, um, I think that that could have a hugely detrimental effect on the learning of the students. Um, and obviously, that's <clears throat> that's really not what we want to achieve. We want student learning to continue in the same vein as if we were at school. So I think it's it's vitally important that we get the right balance and the right mixture between teacher, parent and, and student. And that comes down to a few factors. I think it comes down to clarity and communication. I think it comes down to expectation. Um, I think it would be wrong to, to ignore accessibility. I think we're quite fortunate in the part of the world that we live in that um, we're quite device rich in, yeah, in our homes and in our schools, but that's certainly not the case everywhere across the globe. Um, so I think it, it got me kind of thinking about how whether you are fortunate enough to have the technology at your disposal or not, you know, how are we going to go about mm. ensuring that learning continues and it's, it's purposeful? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really key because I think, like you say, you, you, we're very, very fortunate. We did a survey at, at our school that uh, came back. I think we had 10 parents requesting some support with devices. But if I reflect back to the schools that I worked in in the UK um, and I've spoken to some of my friends in the UK, that it's just not necessarily an option. And and how that support can can kind of happen quite quickly to allow those people to be able to to be able to log on or, or to be able to access learning from home is going to be really important in the next steps for those those schools out there. Um, in terms of of parents, like how do you think the best ways of going about kind of making this really clear for them are? I know at, at our school we are using a virtual learning environment and and signposting everyone on one there. Is that something that that you guys are doing or that you would recommend as well? Yeah, I think I think that's the right way to go about things. I think you know clarity of communication is key. I think parents need to feel like they're supported, not. I think that's quite important. And I think that they need instruction when it comes to accessibility. So much like I'm I'm sure you've done, you know, we've made little instructional videos. So in in primary, the the normal way of working for students is Seesaw. So the teachers have made little instructional videos and sent those out to the parents as to how you access tasks, how long Mm. tasks should take, what the learning should look like. Um, in, yeah. in secondary, we use Office 365, so they've they've had uh, instructional video on on how to access Microsoft Teams, what the team will look mm-hmm. like, where they can find the assignments that are set. Um, we've also sent out quite a few letters to parents just to reinforce um, what we're trying to achieve um, and the need for their support, um, as well as PDFs that are kind of screen captures of um, from the video as to what you know what the systems that are in place look like so yeah i think you know yeah. tied into that it's it's not an easy situation for anybody to be in but i think it's great to see everybody banding together across across the across the globe you know educators um absolutely you think one of the things that we've seen definitely in our school because we're coming into i mean i've been there for seven weeks now i don't know longer than that now gosh we've been off for three so 10 weeks or so now and, and my job was to to get everybody um, to be more tech savvy and integrate it more into their classroom lessons. And and all of a sudden that the the sessions of training that I've been putting on to teach people about Apple Classroom, Google, uh, Seesaw, all these things have almost become very relevant to them. And, and that creativity has really sparked. And I think that's really incredible. And I think we can see that across Twitter as a whole um, and lots of other places. I know Facebook is, is very similar. I think people are really pulling together. I think that's really nice to see from the educational community as well. Yeah, I would I would echo that. I think it's um, it's a sad state of affairs that I guess this has happened with the global pandemic. But what it has done is it's made everybody reevaluate and and really pull pull together and pull resources. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think. You know, if we look at ed tech companies, um, uh, you know, as a side to that, you've got to believe the best, I think, that now they're all offering their um, support and services for free. I, I don't think that they're doing it out of marketing. I think they're actually no. doing it out of a genuine care that they want students to continue learning and they see the, the potentially disastrous effect it could have on students if they are missing out on five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks of learning. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's been a really good thing to see um, and, and and be a part of. And I think, 
you know, we'll we'll learn a lot of lessons from this, and I think that it will help inform schools' future planning for yeah. the continuation of learning. Um, if, for example, an event like this was to happen in the in the future, we've got a um, a colleague at my school actually that worked out in Singapore for a few years, and they used to um, teach remotely. I think she said it was one day a month. Um, so wow. I that was that was quite an interesting um, yeah. position for that school yeah. to take. That is, isn't it? Because it was strange. I um I was talking to my mum about it, and you know, making sure she was okay. She's in England, and she used to teach. Actually, she used to be the head of IT at, um, at a college in Nottingham, and um, and she said they started a remote learning system for people in prison, and she thought it was really funny how it was it it was almost kind of forgotten and brushed under the carpet as all oh, this won't work and it'll never happen. I mean, this obviously was 20 odd years ago, 30 years ago. And now, you know, really, it really is coming about. And those things that that were trialed before perhaps are coming back out and and being looked at. I think it's really interesting what you're saying about um, about ed tech companies. And I I feel the same in, in the way that I I'm very hopeful that this is a way that they are being helpful and supportive to education. And I think I think the majority of them really are. Um I think one thing perhaps that we need to be a bit mindful of is is what we're signing up to um, and that nobody is kind of trying to add in a clause or anything like that. I think that's something that perhaps people should be mindful of. Um, but also, I, I don't know how you stand on this, but there is there is a wealth of, of opportunity out there. And actually, is this the, the point where this could break our, our triangle, if you like, in the way that you've reflected on it? between the the parents and the students and the teachers if we throw too much out there at them is this going to be the kind of the breaking point if we do it too quickly or if if we throw too much in in at once is that going to be what maybe rocks this too far i think so yeah i think that if you take a sort of system approach in a school and and you look at it microscopically so what does the learning look like for an individual student um, in in an individual class, and then you try yeah. and scale that up macroscopically across the whole school. You've got to you've got to plan accordingly so that you know w- what you're trying to achieve is realistic. And I think you know a simple approach to start with, I think, is key. You know, don't overcomplicate it. I think start start simple and then build from there. You don't want to, like you say, throw everything, including the kitchen sink at. Uh, online learning straight away because then you've not really got anywhere to go from there I think you need to um, you know learn your lessons and and scale up as you go through the process Um, and that might mean adding something in once you're two three weeks in down the line but I I think to start with I think you need to make use of the systems that you've got and what's familiar to your teachers your students and hopefully to your parents Um, yeah I, I think Adding something in initially without proper training for teachers can be really dangerous and that can have a negative impact on learning. Um, mm. You know, they're not going to be comfortable with that system, um, have, having not had potentially, you know, a good a good training system put in place. Yeah. Um, I think really? that, you know, one thing to look at with respect to signing up for things is what what might be the cost implication later on down the line. Um, yeah. You know, what are the safeguarding, potential safeguarding issues with the data? So GDPR. So I think it's really important that people just have those open, honest discussions with whichever ed tech companies they're looking at. And I think now more yeah. than ever, people are willing to have 
that dialogue. So if, if you know of a school or you have a friend that's a teacher in a, in a different location that's using something you're pondering, you know, now's the time yeah. to ask them to say, look, what, what's your honest opinion of this, this particular tool or product? Um, yeah. And go from there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's it's really important to have those communications with with other schools and with other teachers. I know that's something that we're trying to do um, with with the schools around in Abu Dhabi is, is constantly kind of reflecting on it from now. I mean, we launched um, a few days ago, like you say, we've been sending out videos and things before we actually closed. We did some uh, student videos that they recorded themselves showing how they log into their systems that they already knew about. Um, and and we've had to kind of adapt. We're actually bringing on board uh, Seesaw, which we were using internally as kind of a, a secret pilot, if you like, um, with year three to see how it would go. Um, and we are now going to be rolling that out for the for the younger year groups because of the fact that it's such a vital tool for us both to keep that communication going. And it's been that connection with other schools, but also having the experience within our own school that we knew that was the right tool for us um whether we'd have necessarily gone into it as quickly with the rest of the year groups we we probably wouldn't have done but we were also then very fortunate that we can give advice to perhaps the schools about how well google is supporting us at the minute with the google um the classroom um all of our year fours upwards are, are trained on that so in terms of continuity for our students it's been brilliant but actually a lot of this and, and you almost forget that you do this on a daily basis with the students that the parents don't realize that they're as tech savvy as they are um and um and that kind of it, i guess it's quite a nice thing it's that they're actually being opened up to oh actually my my child knows quite a lot about technology and can do this that and the other um and so we've put in place things like teacher webinar uh, parent webinars sorry for them to be able to support and build on that and kind of say to them look we don't know how long this is going to go on for but throughout this process we will keep trying to help you in the best way possible and having virtual training sessions for them as well as our teachers as well going through this is is something that's really going to help and I know people have reached out to us for a lot of different platforms that at the moment I feel like we've covered but there's always that option for us to be able to perhaps bring that in later because we just don't know what how long this is going to go on for i think that's that's the um that's the hardest part isn't it not knowing how long this is going to go on for but i really like the fact that you're using um you know a key stakeholder the students in in helping Mm. guide their parents and and the teachers with you know some of the tools that you're using i think that's a fantastic um idea and resource to have the students as as ambassadors for their own learning i really like your approach there i think that's brilliant yeah we just, I think in, in some ways, we just decided that the parents would probably rather listen to them than they would to us. Um, but it, it was really nice and actually really empowering for the, the students as well to know that, that they were being asked to have that to have that opinion to be able to do it themselves. So, um, yeah, no, it's worked really well and, and has been taken on by the parents a lot. We've had a lot of really great feedback about that. So I definitely think if people have got the opportunity to be able to utilise their, their students to show how something works, that's a great way. In fact, one of our other teachers... Um, in year three said to me yesterday that they've put a padlet onto seesaw and um they've allowed parents and students to access the padlet and the parents have asked questions and the students are answering them for them <laughs> which again is just incredible so there's lots of of ways of us being able to connect all these different um 
different things together, different platforms together. But it really is going to be a reflective journey, I think. I think, yeah, I think the reflective journey is quite an exciting thing to be a part of as well. Um, you know, and as long as parents and, and teachers, I think, to some extent, because I, I think students are a, a little bit more... Um, forgiving in in this aspect that is going to be a learning curve for quite a lot of people in a lot of schools you know I know if we kind of look at our own two schools I think that's probably a fairly good representative of teachers across the globe the the Mm. scale of comfort um, in using technology and the scale of um, those teachers being confident then in using the technology is huge even within technology rich schools so I think having you know, student ambassadors to lead learning. I think it's a fantastic thing. Um, so I think as yeah. long as everyone's aware that, you know, we are going to um, potentially get things slightly wrong at certain points, it might be that you, you know, you say something wrong on a PowerPoint um, or you use that, you know, I, I recorded a video yesterday and I used the highlighter instead of the pen. It's just little things like that. Um, and, yeah. I, you know, I laughed while I was making it, but I didn't cut that out from the PowerPoint because I thought that was just real. Um, it's a true yeah. representative of actually what you know what we're faced with and I'm fairly fairly comfortable and confident with using tech so um, you know I think as long as everybody's aware that it is a learning experience and you know we will adapt once we you know establish and, and learn from what we're doing um, I think I think yeah. that that's okay yeah absolutely and I think I think that's going to take a lot of people's support in that in that whole triangle really of of all the kind of stakeholders here is, is going to be that, you know, it's the first time everybody's doing this and we can reflect on, on other schools that have been doing it for longer and we can take advice, but every community is going to be different, isn't it? So I guess um, as a final thought, what would kind of be your three top tips for creating a, a good ecosystem within online learning? Um, I think clarity of communication um, it has to be number one. I think it needs to be really clear for, for everybody involved. Um, I think that um, tasks, assignments need purpose. So I think they need to be either linked to prior learning or linked to where the learning is going so that it, it mm. is, you know, um, it, you know, it's important. Um, and I think for my third thing is keep it simple and then build from from what you are um initially putting in place and grow your online learning system um, throughout this prolonged period. Um, And I'll say one other little shout out, I think has to go to um, IT support departments across the globe. I think those are probably the busiest um, departments in schools across the world right now. They're they're holding us all together. (laughs) Definitely. I totally agree with you. I think they've, they are really shining and really showing off, you know, how well they can support schools and and how kind of, yeah, we really need to remember that they, without them, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that we're currently supporting students and parents and teachers to do. That's a really nice um, element to add. Thank you so much for your time, Thanks, Ollie. It's been brilliant to speak to you about it. And, um, and we'll look forward to seeing more tweets and more blogs from you Thanks in the future. Any information about you will be in the show notes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Bye-bye. And now we have arrived at the segment where we have voice messages from our listeners. 
Hi everyone, Hannah Sachs here, EdTech Coordinator in Switzerland. My advice for your um, online or remote learning ecosystem would be to use what you already have where possible. We use Seesaw and Google quite heavily already, so that's what we will be using um, for our remote learning. You don't want to overwhelm people with learning new systems as well as learning um, a new way of delivering course content. Um, so keep it simple, basically. So there we have it. Our episode on how we can develop a positive online ecosystem, hearing from Ollie Lewis and thinking about our stakeholders, making sure that we are thinking about things that are relevant and positive and sending the right messages online home to our parents about not wanting to overwhelm them and thinking about our students and being able to adapt to things that they are already aware of. Also, I really like the element of of not trying to make our teaching perfect. We make mistakes in our lessons. We, we're we okay with that. We're confident educators. And when we're making videos, when we're creating this content for students, it's going to be different. And it's okay to laugh through that. It's our first attempt at doing this for many of us. And reflecting on Hannah Sachs Murdoch from Switzerland, talking about her remote learning journey and thinking exactly as she says, which is just to keep it simple. Try and stick with things that you already know and don't become overwhelmed or overwhelm others with too many different systems and platforms. We'd love to hear from you. So please do uh, tweet us with any further comments. Thank you for listening.